title, and I want to talk about having confidence in Christ. Confidence in Christ. This goes along with what we talked about this morning of just, just knowing that we're guaranteed redemption. Amen? That we know tonight that we are, are found. How many are glad you're found? I once was lost, but now I'm found. Amen? And, and, and we were only lost because we were in our sin. But God found us, and God will not lose us. The Bible says he will not let one go astray. Amen. And he even said if one goes astray, he'll, go, he'll leave the 99 and he'll go after that one and get him. Amen. So we are found tonight. And as you're getting to 1 Thessalonians 3, I want to read a, a verse out of Proverbs that you can write down. And it says, in the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence. In the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence and his children will have a place of refuge. What a great promise that is. Amen? His children will have a place of refuge. So we need to understand no matter what we go through, no matter what we face, God has refuge for us. God has protection for us. Father, thank you for this uh, Sunday night service. Thank you for bringing us back tonight. Thank you for a great service this morning. Thank you for what you're doing tonight in Carrollton, what you're doing around the world with the gospel. Father, thank you for allowing us to be a part of the kingdom of God tonight. Lord, just speak to us for a few moments on this Sunday night. Give us, give us gasoline tonight to go into this next week. Lord, give us the words that encourage, challenge, convict, and change us tonight. And just speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3, says, The Lord is faithful. How many know we got to believe that first and foremost? He is faithful, amen, who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. I mentioned this morning that, that his word is like medicine to us. And as you begin to read that uh, in, in life sometimes when it's difficult, life is hard, you can read this and say, the Lord is faithful. It says he'll establish you and guard you from the evil one. And here's verse four. Here's the text, verse 4. And we have confidence in the Lord concerning you, both that you, will, you do and will do the things we command you. You know that we need to believe in each other tonight. Amen? We need to encourage each other. We need to, uh, I, I almost was going to preach on unity and just teamwork, but this is going to work the same way. Um, we're all, don't forget, we're all fighting for the same thing. Amen? Uh, we're all fighting together as a team, and we're all wanting to get to the same place. And so we got to encourage each other, as it says there, and, and believe in each other and say, hey, i got confidence in you. You're going to make it, and I'm going to make it, and we're going to make it. And it says that we'll do the things that the Lord has commanded us. Now, verse 5 says, Now may the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patience of Christ. So confidence, you know I like to give definitions of what a word means. It means a firm trust. Okay, so ask yourself tonight. Always when you're listening to the message and listening to the word, ask yourself. He's preaching on redemption. Do I believe in that redemption? He's preaching on confidence. Do I have confidence tonight? Do I have confidence in Jesus? This goes back again to what I said this morning. A lot of times we don't have confidence in Jesus because we don't have confidence in ourselves. So it's really hard for us to confide in somebody else 
because we've been hurt or things have happened to us or we don't have a self-confidence. And I don't mean that in a prideful way. There's a, there's a healthiness to a self-confidence. Not a, not, a prideful, not a prideful confidence, but a, a self-confidence that you believe in yourself, that you believe that you can do things and you can be successful and, and all those things. But some people have an inferiority complex and that makes it difficult for them to have confidence in somebody else. So we have to understand we, we can, even if we lack that confidence in ourselves, we can confide and have confidence in, in Jesus. Amen? So confidence says a firm trust and a feeling of certainty about something. We, we should not as believers be doubting if Jesus loves us. We should not be doubting if, if we're overcomers. We should not be doubting if sin is in our lives or not. We should not be doubting if God's a refuge to us. We should not be doubting anything. We should have confidence that Jesus is who he says he is, does what he says he does, and is going to fulfill his word as he said it. He's, he's a God that, like I said this morning, cannot lie. So it says, firm trust and a feeling of certainty about something. I want to go over a couple or three things that we can really uh, lack confidence in or things that can cause us to not have confidence. And number one is we can fear man. Okay, we can fear man. We can be afraid of people. We can be afraid of what people think about us. We can be afraid of what people say about us. We can be afraid of what people do to us. Um, that's, that's in many areas. That's in, in school. It's in work. It's in um, relationships. Fear. What can someone do to me? What can someone do to me? And hey, in this place, there's people who've been hurt. We've all been hurt, some worse than others. Been hurt by people. And so we have to get to a place where we understand that God is not those people. How many are seeing what I've been talking about today? God is not what everybody else says we are, amen, or God is not who we think everybody else is. God is not that person that's going to lie or fail or that we can't confide in. He's, he's a good God. He's a faithful God, amen. So I want you to look at Psalms 118, verse 6. Let's just go to the book of Psalms real quick, um, and I want to read this, this quick verse. It's powerful, um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait just a second. I don't want to wait too long. Psalms 118 and verse 6, and I'm going to read another one there. Just give you a few verses tonight just to, just to be confident. Amen? Confidence is powerful. But when we confide in Jesus, it doubles that strength. Here says, verse 6, The Lord is on my side. That's good news. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do to me. Amen? Amen? The the Lord is on my side. So we need to, as I was saying this morning, we need to read these verses to ourselves. We need to read these verses and say, I'm I'm not afraid of of this economy. I'm not afraid of, of things I'm seeing in this world. I'm not afraid of anything because what can man do to me? I'm in God's hands tonight, amen. I'm in His protection. And verse 11 of chapter 56 says, very similarly, I, in God I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Now, it's always important to take the word, but then add to it who's saying it. David spent most of his life running from Saul. He spent a long time running from someone who wanted to kill him. And he is hiding a lot and having to, uh, and, it, and listen, it wasn't because David couldn't fight. Right? That, that, that's the thing. David could have probably beat Saul up. 
in a fight. David, David used to kill bears and lions, remember? So it wasn't that David couldn't fight, but he had chosen that he was not going to touch that anointed man. And, and he said, I'm going to respect that, so I'm not going to fight him. But he ran for most of his life. And so he's, he's someone who was living in fear. Uh, or could have been living in fear a lot of times. And he's having to write this and saying, hey, I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to trust in you. And actually go back just a few verses. I'm looking at this back to verse 3. This is pretty powerful right here. and It will take us up. Psalms 56, 3. Remember what David is doing. He's running. He's, he's, he's being chased by Saul and all his armies. And it says, whenever I, this gives me comfort, whenever I am afraid... So David is admitting, he doesn't, say, he doesn't say, if I'm afraid. He says, whenever I am afraid. So it's okay to be afraid, just don't stay afraid. Amen? And if you are afraid, just do it scared. Amen? Don't be afraid to do it because it scares you. Just do it scared. But he says, when I'm afraid, I will trust in you. In God, I will praise his word. Verse 4, in God, I have put my trust I will not fear, look at this, what can flesh do to me? Amen? So I didn't, I didn't have those words in my notes tonight, but that's just a powerful thing. I do have it underlined. And then we'll just read up to, uh, where, where, would I, where would I read? 11, well, that's, what, that's quite a ways away, so I won't read any more there. Now go to Hebrews chapter 13. Let's shoot, let's shoot over to the, the New Testament for a minute. Hebrews chapter 13. And as you're getting there, I want to give you another uh, thought of what confidence is. Hebrews chapter 13, it's the state, this is awesome, the state of feeling certain about the truth of something. Remember when I was asking you this morning, do you really believe that Jesus is who he says he is? Do you really believe that he came to this earth and died? Do you really believe he defeated death on the cross? Do you really believe he rose from the dead? Those are questions we have to ask ourselves. And when we ask ourselves those questions, we need to have this, this confidence that says, I'm certain about that truth. Amen? And, and, and there's many reasons why we can be certain. We know that there's so much prophecies that were fulfilled. We know there's so many things that have happened that we can't deny it. But you know what the greatest one is? The greatest one is what Dwayne or, or Jesse mentioned at the, at the, at the offering and, and what John mentioned and then what Joelle said and then what we all say. It's our testimony. A testimony. Not, it can be our life testimony, and then it can be a testimony of a situation. But that, that's the real proof in the pudding that God is real this morning. Amen? Or tonight. He's not, he's not uh, someone we're just hoping would show up. When something like that happens, we have to stop and say, man, that, that's, that's, that's God. That's not an accident. That's, that's God. Who does that? And when some, whenever you stand back and say, who does that? You say, God does that. Amen. You remember, who does that? It's God. And so we're having a state of feeling certain about the truth of something. Here's why we say that. Because your faith is going to be attacked. And, and it's going to be attacked in lots of different ways. We have an enemy, the Bible says, who's always looking to attack our faith. He's always looking to attack our armor. He's always looking to throw those darts and shoot those bows and, and hit us and cause us to you know, question or wonder or have fear or have doubt or have insecurities. And what we need to do is have confidence in Christ. Amen? Confidence in Christ. So, so fear is one of the things that can cause us to lack confidence. Number two is something that's a very dangerous thing that we have to be very careful of, and it's being down and depressed. Depression is a powerful force. 
And some have dealt with depression in a, in a way where it has sickened you. It has caused you to be ill. Uh, it has caused you to be at a place where you thought about suicide. You thought about taking your life. You thought about, and maybe it wasn't even to the, sen- to the extent that you actually would have done it, but I-, I believe personally anybody that gets to a certain age at some point in their life has, has had the thought run through their mind. Not that they would have necessarily gone through with it, but they would have thought at least, man, I, I, maybe I'd be rather off dead, or I'd be better off dead, or I wish I wasn't alive, or whatever. Maybe it's just a thought like that, not that you'd actually go through with it. But everybody faces depression. Everybody faces a time where uh, something gets you down, it gets you, you boggled down, and, 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 and David has the answer for us again. But let's look at 2 Corinthians, since we're in the New Testament, I'll do this backwards. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Give me an amen when you get there. So depression. Confidence in Christ defeats depression. Amen. Depression is not something God wants us to have. Because I was thinking about this uh, just recently. The Holy Spirit reminded me the joy of the Lord is, the Lord is my salvation. Am I saying that right? I just lost it. Is that right? The joy of the Lord is my salvation? Yeah. Strength. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was like, that didn't sound right. Amen. The joy of the Lord in my salvation, I'll add that in there, is my strength. Okay? So if I'm not happy, if I'm depressed, I'm weak. But if I'm, if I'm full of joy, I'm strong. So that means i got to fight depression. And, and I stay full of joy by being confident in Christ. Kind of going back to this morning, not confident in me, not confident in what I can do, but confident in what he did for me and what he's doing through me. Amen? So it says, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. Does anybody like that word, comfort? That's a good word. Comfort. And it says, who comforts us sometimes. What does it say? In all of our tribulation. He comforts us in all of our tribulation. Watch this. Why? That we may be able to comfort those who are in trouble. Watch this. With the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. That's the ministry right there. That's the gospel. That's what God, God wants us to be able to be ministered to by the Holy Spirit and have that comfort and have that joy and have that confidence so that we can administer that to somebody else. Amen? That's what we've got to be thinking about. It's not that we put on a front and act like we're confident. We read the word and God gives us confidence. The more you read the word, the more confident you become. We have to make sure we understand that. If, if we cannot be facing trials of the world and reading the word less. We cannot be facing the trials of the world and praying less. These are the times of, of life where we need to pray more and read the word more and come to church more and outreach more and love more and give more and do more than ever before. Amen. This is not the time to back up. This is the time to go forward. This is the time to do more than we've ever done before. Amen? So let's look at this again. Who comforts, verse 4, us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. 
So I can't give which, what I don't have. So I gotta go to the I gotta go to the altar. I gotta go to the throne. I gotta say, Lord, fill me up so that I can give out to others. I've got to make sure that I'm I'm right. Number three, this is gonna piggyback off this morning. Another thing that causes us not to be confident, and this is just kind of finishing off what we went this morning, the fact that I feel unworthy. Amen. I hope and pray that the message this morning blessed you. I hope it strengthened you. And I hope you and I hope you don't real you don't felt you don't feel like you're the only one because I think all of us feel unworthy. Amen. And I and I made sure I let you know that I feel that a lot. And it's just because we realize how big and holy God is and how unworthy we are. But that spirit of unworthiness is not from God. Amen. Because he's a father and we're his children. And so I said that this morning. We, nobody is worthy. When we really break it down, what are we this morning? How, how many can shout out what we are this morning, from this morning? Villains. If you're, you were in Sunday school and you weren't in here, there's somebody to fill you in. Amen. Say, why he just called me a villain? Amen. We're villains. But thank God the hero died for the villain. Amen. The best story ever written in the gospel. So Romans 5, let's go there. I kind of touched on one of these verses this morning, but I want to end tonight in Romans on this, on this place here. Romans 5. And see how it doesn't matter that we're not worthy. We can be confident in Jesus. Give me an amen if you're there. Romans 5. And I want to start, I was going to start somewhere else, but I want to start in 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith... Now remember, faith is believing in something I don't see. Faith is expressing belief in the Lord when I don't see him. Faith is saying, I know that Jesus, my Redeemer, lives when the whole world says he's not alive. Amen? Faith, that's faith. Faith is standing in front of a trial and saying, God's going to bring me out of this. Amen? That's what faith is. So he says, we're justified by our faith and we have peace, verse 1, through, with God, through our Lord Jesus Christ. So confidence in Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into the grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Now watch this. And not only that, this is, this is the hard part, we also glory in tribulations. We have to glory in tribulations. It's easy to have confidence in Jesus in the good times. It's easy. Anybody can do that. But what sets people apart in the kingdom of God who are earth shakers, faith movers, and, and powerfully used by God and bearing fruit in their lives is people who have confidence in Christ facing the difficult times. Right? Tribulations. Things that are coming against us. In, in our lives that are difficult. And, and it says, knowing, watch this, that tribulation, now this isn't the tribulation of the rapture of the revelation, this is life tribulation, okay? It's tribulation produces perseverance. Tribulation produces perseverance. And perseverance, character. You see where your character is in persecution or in tribulation, or in struggle. Again, it's easy to be happy, it's easy to be confident, it's easy to be nice, it's easy to be all those things when everything's good. But who, who are we when we're facing trial? Yeah. 
Where's our, how's our character? And that's, that's what the world's looking at. The world's not watching how you are when things are good. The world hears that something's going on bad in your life, and oh, let me see how they react right here. Let me watch this. I bet they're going to curse God. I bet they're going to act like everybody. I bet, and they start thinking these things. That's the moment that we stand for the Lord, and we be confident in Jesus, and we know that he's going to bring us through it, and the world sees that Jesus is real in the way we act in tribulation and in trial. So it builds character, and look at this, character, hope. This is cool, verse 5. Hope doesn't disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Now this is what I really wanted you to see, these three verses right here. One of my favorite verses, favorite set, set of verses. When we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died for what? For the worthy? No, for the ungodly. Christ died for the ungodly. That's, that's enough right there. Just stop for one. That's enough right there. Just don't ever forget. That's enough right there to be in awe of God. There's none of us would do that. None of us would die for somebody. It, like it goes back to what I said this morning. None of us as a hero would die for the villain. Nobody. Because in our society, killing the villain is what's good. But God died for the villain. And, and that's, 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 it's easy, the Bible even says it, the Bible even says it's easy to love somebody that loves you. It's easy to die for somebody that you love. But to lay your life down for somebody who hates you or doesn't like you, or, or to do something right in the midst of, of a time when it's easy to do wrong, that's what sets the Lord apart from us. And that's the, the, the example that we have to look at, and that's the confidence we have in Jesus, is that He can do a great work in us. Right? He can change us. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands, but I know know a lot of your situations in your lives, and a lot of you are surprised right now by the way you're acting in certain situations that you're going through, and you're thinking, this is not me. And it's a good thing. It's a good thing. This is not how I would have reacted before Jesus. Right? Many of you are in something right now, and you're, you're just amazed. You're going, wow, God is real. Because this is not how I would have handled this before. I'm not talking like I would have talked. I'm not reacting like I would have reacted. I'm not thinking like I would have thought. And so we see that he really is doing something amazing in us. Okay, so he says, Christ died for the ungodly. Verse 7, watch this. I got ahead of myself on this. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. So see what it's saying there? It's saying that maybe, maybe for someone, for a good cause, I would, I would give my life. Maybe. But watch what it says in 8. But God demonstrates his own love towards us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That while we were still sinners. And it's probably been, been a while since I've said this. It's one of the most amazing things to me to think about is that he did it knowing so many people would reject him. Does that blow anybody else away? That just blows me away. That he did it knowing because he's God. Didn't choose for them to reject him, but he knew, you know what? There's a whole lot of people that are going to reject this and I'm still going to die. You know why? Because of you and me. 
That's why he did it. Because he, he, he was looking beyond those who would reject him to you. He was looking beyond those who would reject him to me. And he's thinking, hey, all these thousands, all these millions of people are going to reject me, but Blake's going to accept me. Amen? He, the, she's going to accept me. He's going to accept me. And so if I had to go back and die again just for that person, I would do it. That's love. That's love. Amen? So let's close. Oh, I want to read 9 and 10. Sorry. But much more than having now been justified by what? We said this this morning. By what? By his blood. We shall be saved from wrath through him. That, that gives me confidence. Okay? We shall be saved from wrath through him. For if we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. Much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Thank God. Lord, thank you for your word tonight, Jesus. Father, thank you for the confidence that we can have in you tonight, God. Lord, it's easy, even here tonight in church, to say, I love Jesus. I believe in Jesus. It's easy when we're around people that love the Lord to be strong, and that's good. That's why we, we get around each other, to draw strength from each other. But God, when we're facing a real trial, a real situation, a real problem, a real tribulation, a real test. I can't speak for everybody else, but God, I want, I want to be able to have confidence in you. I want to be able to, as we said earlier, know with a state of certainty that there's truth in who you say you are. Certainty, a firm trust. God has brought me out before and God will bring me out again. Tonight as your heads are bowed and eyes are closed, let the spirit of confidence come into you. Now why confidence? If you've ever been an athlete in any capacity, confidence is really important in being a good athlete because you can't do anything without confidence you have to be able to believe that God can do that uh, believe that your ability can take you to do what you have to do to face that opposition and and so if you're throwing a ball or shooting a basket or kicking a ball or running you have to have confidence and the those that are successful and those that win are the ones that are confident well Paul talks about us being in a race he talks about we're all running a race, and he says, run to win. So if we're going to win this race and we're going to finish for God, we've got to be confident in who he is. Now the only difference is in, in sports or abilities or singing or talents or things we do uh, without God, just, just, just life stuff, that confidence is in our abilities, in our, in our practice, in the time we put into it. But with God, our confidence is in him alone. It's in what he did, like I said this morning. And that's what's awesome is, is when I fail, when I'm weak, the Bible says he is strong. When I'm weak, he is strong. So we need to trust in that tonight and remember that tonight. And understand that 
when, when fear comes or depression comes or unworthiness comes knocking at my door, I say, yes, that, that's probably true. But I trust and confide in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm going to be confident in who Jesus is in my life. Tonight, how many all over this place or listening online could say, I need to put my confidence and my trust in Jesus the Lord and Savior, Jesus the Messiah, Jesus the King of Kings. Just say, that's me tonight. I want to pray for you all over this place. I'm not saved. I don't know Jesus, but I want to know him. I want to know him right now. I want to know who he is. I want to have a relationship with him. If you're saved tonight, be confident in Jesus. Be confident in what his word says. Be confident in that he will finish the work he's began in us tonight. That he, The Bible says he's the author and the finisher of our faith. Where man fails, God can't fail. Where, where man lies, God cannot lie. Father, we thank you tonight for your word that is life and true. Let's stand tonight. Let's let God give us confidence. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do to me. The Lord is faithful. He'll establish you and guard you from the evil one. Amen. He will guard you from the evil one. So he says, have confidence in the Lord that you will do and finish the things we command you. And the Lord will direct your hearts in the love of God and in the patience of Christ. So he is a refuge. He's a shield. We talked about this morning that the Holy Spirit is a sealer. He seals over us. He covers us. His blood covers us tonight. Amen. So we don't have to be afraid of what man can do to us. We just have to trust and have confidence tonight. Let's, let's take some time tonight on Sunday night to get ready for this week. Let's find a place to pray. We're going to sing this last song we sang uh, at worship tonight. And let's just let the word of God uh, touch us and let us be confident tonight. Place your confidence in the Lord. Place your trust in Him. Christ is enough for me tonight. That's all I need. Christ is enough. Christ. 
off, sing it again. Christ is enough for me. Christ is enough for me. Everything I need is in you. Christ is enough. Christ. 